Aussie Fast Transport Solutions. Interstate freight, distribution, warehousing and local Adelaide couriers. Call Aussie Fast 13 13 64. Matthew Pantelis on 5AA Mornings. It's uh, 24 to 12 on 5AA, 7 News on 5AA coming up shortly. Our state, let's talk about the State Disability Inclusion Plan. Uh, Kashamra Brandon, Director of Social Inclusion from the Department of Human Services is in and Crystal Matthews, Lived Experience Representative. Uh, lived Experience, that's always an interesting term. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Tell me a little bit about the uh, the inclusion plan. Um, I think firstly the state plan, uh, Kashamra. Tell how is it coming about? How did we get to have a state plan? What's it mean moving forward? As we know, disability is a natural and ordinary part of human diversity with one in five South Australians living with disability. So the government in 2018 introduced new legislation, the Disability Inclusion Act, to set the foundation about what an inclusive um, and accessible community might look like. As part of that, we were required to develop um, a state disability inclusion plan, which was Inclusive SA, Mm. um, and it outlines the actions that um, government um, and local councils um, can do to create an inclusive environment. We're coming to an end at the moment of that one. It ends uh, this year. So we're really excited to go out to the community and seek feedback on the new inclusion plan to actually see what's worked well, what the gaps are, yeah. and basically what the community needs from us um, with their voice and their lens on yeah. it. All right. Crystal, lived experience. You're in a wheelchair, so yeah. that's that's pretty much lived experience. Why is this important to South Australians? I think lived experience kind of goes beyond whether you just have a disability. It's the way that you've experienced society and the barriers that we've experienced. So when we incorporate lived experience into like public policy, we're able to actually um, extend what we've experienced and provide solutions to government so it's not just government talking on behalf of us it's you know people with disabilities um talking about their lives and what's important to them Mm. okay all right um who's responsible for the plan uh kashamra is it is it the government is it you as the department what are some of the key achievements as well to date yeah so um the department for human services which is my agency has lead responsibility for the state plan um on behalf of all government um but the disability access and inclusion plans that all um, government agencies and local councils are required to have is a responsibility for all because mm. i think we all have a responsibility to create um an inclusive community so from the current um state disability inclusion plan we've had a number of um, really great deliverables 100% of state government um, agencies now have more inclusive um, online excuse me, websites. Um, We've also got um, the Department for Environment and Water's latest investment initiatives consider universal design in the concept plans, design phase and construction. So an example of that is the Nilpena Idiakara National Park Visitor Hub. Um, It's currently being constructed and will contain a fossil bed enabling people with vision impairment to touch and feel the Idiakarian fossils, which is quite um, positive. I guess the other one I'd probably flag is um, the development of 
with um, Pavely, which is an app, so that um, people with disability, their families, friends and carers can go onto the app and what they can do is they can plan, visit and rate mm. accessible venues in South Australia. So if you wanted to go to a cafe or a park um, or a sporting um, facility, you can actually go and see whether it meets your physical needs, your sensory needs, you can see if there's accessible parking mm. as well and then you can actually rate it so that other people with disability can have a look to see if it's going to meet their needs uh, as well. So if um, your listeners haven't downloaded the app yet, then we would actually encourage them to do so because the more people get on there um, and rate um, services, um, the greater information there's going to be out there for people with disability um, and or neurodivergence as well. Um, Autism is a particular um, area that's a focus for the government at the moment and so we want to make sure that we meet sensory needs as well. So autism comes under this umbrella as well, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. All neurodivergent stars of which autism is one. Okay. Um, Crystal, plans like this disability inclusion plan uh, must be beneficial to people with a disability, surely? Absolutely. I think, number one, it makes um, people with a disability think that society is also thinking about us. But I think Mm. we're at this point, we're also starting to understand that um, accessibility goes beyond just helping people with disabilities. It can help people that use prams. It can help people that have broken their legs. It can help the elderly people. Um, but I've certainly seen a dramatic, um, change in society and how much I can contribute now, even from like 10 years ago. Mm. In what way? Just talk us through that. Like what, what has changed? What enables you to contribute more now than a decade ago? One, I think the government is starting to really understand the value of people with lived experience. Mm. You know, as intelligent as what um, everybody is at DHS at the end of the day, um, if you have an experience, a disability, you can only go so far with what study and information you've got ahead of you. So if you listen to people with disabilities, you can really incorporate um, the change that matters to them. So for me... Um, like I was able to go to Robe with my young child and my family and I was able to use um, like a wheelchair, beach wheelchair. Oh, yeah. okay. And to me that was really important because I, w- I wouldn't have been able to yeah. do that 10 years ago. Yeah. And for me, when my four-year-old turned around and said, Mummy, you're coming too, I was like, yes, I'm, I'm coming too. You know, I've, yeah. spent, I've spent a lot of time in my lifetime kind of being excluded yes. and on the sidelines. Yeah. And policies like this allow people to kind of grow up differently than mm. how I grew up. That's amazing. That's that's so good. What role can people in the community play in contributing to the development of the next plan, uh, Kashamra? Yeah. Um, as Crystal said, it's really imperative that we get the voice of lived experience yeah. within the, within this process. So we've got a number of focus groups that are occurring at the moment with people with um, lived experience. We also want to make sure that we get First Nations representatives as well. So we do have a number of Aboriginal community controlled organisations mm. who are going to work directly with families so that we get the First Nations voice um, of people with disability as part of the new plan. But everybody can have a say. Um, if 
if you go to your say, um, you'll be able to fill out a survey. We've got a discussion paper on the site as well. So if people want to make a, a formal submission, but we also ask for disability um, providers as well, because they bring um, a different lens to this space and about the needs in this space as well. Um, so we encourage everybody to get involved. Excellent. What inspires you, Crystal, to, to advocate? And I, I imagine just telling the story you just told us about the beach with your daughter is, is probably strong enough, but what inspires you? I think there are a number of things mm. that inspire me, but ultimately, um, when I speak to disabled people, when, when I reflect on my own experience growing up with a disability, it's not the actual disability that's the hardest part. It's... Um, living in a world that is essentially not made for you, whether that be structurally or society, that's the hardest part. So mm -hmm. these policies, um, that's what kind of drives me to advocate for change because I, I can handle being in a wheelchair and I can handle the operations and, you know, all those other things. But what becomes difficult is when I can't go to an event or when I can't access something that I should be able to access, mm. you know, disabled people really want to work. Um, and that's possible. We just need to think a little bit differently about how we go about it. Yeah. All right. Um, how will the state government ensure the, the plan addresses the needs of individuals with disabilities, both metro and, and regional areas within the state? We'll listen. Yeah. Um, from all the feedback that we receive through this consultation and we will go out to um, regional and remote areas as well so that we get those voices as well. We'll listen to all of the feedback and we'll develop the plan based on that feedback and be completely transparent so that the community can clearly see what um, the feedback that we received was and how we've actually translated that into a state plan that meets yeah. everyone's needs. Yeah, okay. Uh, Crystal, what's your involvement been in the consultation? So I'm part of the Disability Engagement Group for DHS, which is made up of 12, me 12 members of people with disabilities that mm. have various disabilities and expertise. And we meet um, quarterly and we do different other events and we kind of review what other government agencies and what council areas are doing around the state. And, and we can tell... Um, how much, you know, different government agencies and councils care about disability when we read these. Um, and we'll certainly be wanting to look at what people write back through the consultation process. Mm, okay. Uh, Kashamre, how will you know you're improving access? You're going to go back and tell people what you've done and see what you've done, I suppose. Is the feedback coming directly from people? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're required to report um, on actions against the state plan, so we have an annual report for that, and then through those disability access and inclusion plans for local councils mm. um, and state government agencies, we can see what's being delivered, but ultimately we'll know when the community tells us yeah. if we're doing it right or not. Okay, so people like Crystal, obviously, the feedback you get. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Crystal, what do you think are the most critical issues or barriers that need to be addressed in the new state plan? I think um, one key issue, there there are a few, but for me it's around transport because, mm. you know, if we don't have accessible transport, then, then we can't go out and enjoy things. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see what the Department of Transport do in this area. Um, secondly, I think, you know, improving community attitudes around disability. Yeah. I think there's a natural perception that people with disabilities are purely vulnerable 
However, we're, we're incredibly intelligent and resilient and we've got a lot to offer society. So I'd really like that component to mm. be improved as we move along. Resilience must come with the territory, mustn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. Like, you know, in, every day is a different challenge, yeah. but at the same time, we're more than happy to do that. What we're asking society at this point is to help us um, experience the world in the way that um, non-disabled people do. Yeah. And it's it's not that difficult. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you talk about transport, and I just want to touch on that because trains and trams have been... Um, uh, uh, they've had the wheelchair ramps and whatever they've mm-hmm. been accessible for quite some time. I think now all buses are as well. In the metro fleet anyway, are you talking more the access cab type situation? Are you talking about regional? Uh, uh, definitely regional mm-hmm. and access cabs. Um, but also I'd like to point out with like, um, buses and the trams, um, you know, if there's another person with a disability on the tram, oh, yeah. they're like, sorry, you can't yeah. catch this one. Yeah. So it's kind of like we need to start thinking that there's more than one disabled person sure. on a bus or yeah. a tram. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those types of things, and then yeah. especially access cabs, like people mm-hmm. are waiting hours yes. and hours. And, yes, yeah. and that that's a big problem, isn't it, clearly? And uh, uh, I know the government's looking at different strategies in, in that field at the moment. Um Kashamra, what measures are in place to ensure the state plan remains adaptable and responsive to emerging needs and challenges within the disability community? We did update it um, in 2022, so last year, to align with changes in Australia's disability strategy. Um, We've also, um, as Crystal said, we've got the Disability Engagement Group and we've also got the new group that's been put together by the Minister, so um, the Minister's um, Disability Advisory Council as well. So we touch base with them to see uh, if we're on the right track. But ultimately, I think we get the flexibility within those disability access and inclusion plans, which can be quite responsive to council areas um, and different needs of the community mm. as well. Okay. And and how can listeners get involved and stay informed about the progress of the state uh, plan and upcoming initiatives related to disability access and inclusion in the state? Is that the app you're talking about? Oh, well, that um, actually lets you know about the inclusive venues to okay. visit. Right. If they want to know um, what the government's doing, and particularly with the state plan, they can go to the Inclusive SA website. We keep that regularly updated. Okay. We also update in relation to um, our state's first um, autism strategy as well, so they can get uh, lots of information on that site. If they actually want to engage with a consultation, I'd encourage them to go to your say, or they can um, go to us on our email address, which is um, linked on um, both your say and in inclusive SA and get any information that they need from us directly. We're more than happy to work um, closely with the community. Okay. Uh, Crystal, what have you seen improve since the first state disability inclusion plan came into play? Well, one, we're having this conversation and I don't think we would have been having this conversation 10 years ago. Um, Like I said, I think we are looking at different accessible um, venues and, you know, I'm able to go to like parks and I'm able to go on trails with my family and um, I think just simple things like that make a massive difference. Um, So I really urge people with disabilities, um, you know, like look at your local council disability access and inclusion plan and be a part of those conversations. Yeah, yeah. What brings you hope for the next iteration of the plan? I'm really hoping that it gets to a point where 
children don't experience a level of um, not being included in the same way that I did growing up. And I really hope that um, parents don't need to fight as hard to get the same type of education and support um, as non-disabled children. And I really hope we get to a point where um, accessibility is just considered um, something that's beneficial for all people. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of disabled people in South Australia and it's a, it's a group that you can join at any point in your life. So it's not just about me. It's about us as, as a society. Yeah, absolutely. Now slip your headphones on because Jeanette has called in and you'll need them on to, uh, to hear what she has to say. Uh, and, uh, a good news story, apparently. Jeanette, good morning. Oh, yes, good morning. Um, look, I have a disability. I'm a walking frame and I have a fused hip and a knee that doesn't work. So my biggest problem is steps or stairs if they're too deep. So everywhere I go, I think, am I going to get into this place when I get there? A lot of places have ramps. But yesterday, uh, we went on the one and all at Port Adelaide and I looked at it and thought, oh, there's no way I'm going to do this. And we were with a big group and I thought, I'm happy to stay behind. But the crew were just amazing. They were just so helpful. Uh, they got me on and got me back up again. Um, it was a bit of a struggle up the steps, yes. And so, um, you know, I try to give everything a go. Um, and we live at Selex Beach and I went to, we've got a lovely restaurant at Aldinga called Breezes and I struggled a little bit with the steps and the manager said, next time you come, I'll have a handrail here for you. Yeah. And true to his word, he built a lovely handrail. So, you know, there are some good businesses about that will accommodate and um, people like on the one and all that were so helpful. Fantastic. Good on you, Jeanette. Thank you for calling through. Uh, Paul, also on the line. Hello, Paul. How are you? Good. We're good. I just found out I have got a permanent booking with a, um aged care facility between 10 and 12 on a Monday to help me to go out shopping and and that I've just been informed of that the driver yesterday called in sick and they haven't covered the job and I'm left here all by myself and, um, you know, just left with my own devices now. All right. So when... I haven't even covered... Can't cover me, can't do nothing about it whatsoever. What, till next week? Yeah. So what happens with your shopping? Uh, stays in the shop. Hmm. Well, that's terrible, and there's there's no one who can come and help in between. I tomorrow, Wednesday, whatever oh, no, it might be. No, no, the uh, the driver called in sick yesterday. Yeah, and I'd like to speak to the coordinator, and she's got COVID, oh. and uh, that was just it. Yeah, oh, that's terrible, Paul. And sorry to hear that, but uh, hopefully they can they can step up and get someone to you during the week to help you out uh, there. But look, thank you for the call in, in the meantime. And thank you to you both. Crystal Matthews, lived experience representative and uh, Kashamra Brandon, Director of Social Inclusion, Department of Human Services. And hopefully, as you say, you can go to the social inclusion site, Kashamra, and uh, people can contribute there. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you.